are listening to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin and I believe that anyone can cook. Since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking my meals from scratch, not only have I started feeling much better, I've also fallen in love with cooking completely. So every week we explore a new topic that can help us feel better and become better cooks and then I share a recipe with you so you can cook along with me if you want. You can always find the recipes and the transcripts from the podcast on my website, thefromscratchbody.com. Welcome back to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv and today we are talking about realizing that we have food at home. Our love for food and how easy it is to whet a food lover's appetite is taken advantage of in a big way. Companies can literally bank on our impulsive actions and they know every trick in the book to get us thinking that we need their ready meals and snacks whenever we leave the house. But like mum used to say, we have food at home. And it turns out that this was yet another thing she was right about. Now, how do you stay strong in a world full of temptations. I've been aware of advertising and its effects on us for a while because as an actor I've done commercials for food and snacks and I've learned tricks about how to hold and eat the food to make it appealing and I've also read the casting briefs describing the type of person these companies want to represent their food. With all advertising, it goes beyond informing you about the product. We know this, and we've known that for a while. It's about making you think that this is something you need right now. And the reasons, the narrative might change depending on the product, but the aim is always the same. You need this, and when you have it, you will be happier like these people. In fact, you won't be truly happy until you have it. And even though we are fully aware of the once secrets of the marketing world, that doesn't mean that we don't fall for it still. And this became incredibly clear to me one day recently, after essentially a year in lockdown and most walks and travel happening in my local parks and woods, no advertising flashed at me constantly, I went for a walk into the neighbouring town. And this being a more urban route, I was now passing bus stops, double-decker buses with ads on them, shop windows. And funnily enough, I started getting all sorts of cravings. Things that I hadn't even thought about for months. I had to have it. But being so good at cooking my meals from scratch for so long now, I heard a voice in my head. We have food at home. And that voice sounds a lot like mum. Is that you? Whenever we would travel anywhere when I was younger, I was so excited to see all the advertising for fast foods and snacks and restaurants. I always tried to convince my parents that we needed it. But the answer was usually, we have food at home. Or maybe more often, I've packed some food for us. And I was annoyed at the time because how boring is a packed sandwich from home when you see that big yellow M down the road as a child? But now I'm very grateful because planning packed lunches and bringing food on trips saved my family loads of money, which is something I obviously value much more as an adult. Now I want to take this idea to the next level. I want you to defeat these big corporations that take advantage of you when you are out traveling and not only get tempted by the food you see around you, but when you are legitimately hungry. 
On longer journeys, of course, it doesn't help knowing that you have food at home when home is nowhere near where you are or where you're going. Well, for that, we return to our good friend, planning. Planning seems boring, maybe, but there is so much power in it. When you are prepared for the world you're going out into, you are ready to stick to the good habits you have created for yourself. And at the end of the journey, short or long, you will have saved so much money and you will feel so much better in your body. Planning can look different for when you leave the house for a short period of time and for longer journeys. So let's look at short journeys first. If you're running some errands in town or having a day of meetings, the only planning involved needs to be that you eat something shortly before you go out. What about a tasty super energy nut ball from the fridge maybe? So that you don't start hungry shopping and that you have something nice planned for lunch or dinner that day that you are actually excited about having. You're not going to want a subway if you know that in 30 minutes you can be home and have a delicious homemade tortilla wrap with feta cheese, leftover chicken and avocado, for example. Just be prepared for what's going to happen when you leave the house and get ready to whack those temptations out of your way like Wonder Woman. And for longer journeys, if you are getting on a plane or driving for miles and miles, this is where it can get really tough. Of course, you can't pack a huge cooler bag on top of your extra luggage when flying, but what you can bring is a box of mixed nuts and berries, a lovely snack that takes the edge off your hunger. And you can also, for shorter flights, pack a sandwich or even a salad. If you don't want to carry a Tupperware box with you everywhere, fine. You can use a leftover takeaway box or something similar that you throw away or recycle later. It's still less wasteful than buying something wrapped in plastic from a cafe, right? And with your own sandwich or salad, you know exactly what goes in it. And you know there's not lots of added salt, which will make you extra thirsty, opening up for that temptation, or things that you don't react well to. Travelling surely should be the time we take extra good care of how we feel and what we put in our bodies. If you work somewhere that has plenty of temptations for your lunch break, I feel your pain. But also, this could be a fairly easy situation in which to create good habits. You can meal prep once or twice a week and make gorgeous, tasty salads or bowls and just grab one to go every morning. Find a peaceful place away from the shops and cafes and eat your food there. Your lunch break won't be spent queuing up at a cafe and now you can enjoy calculating how much money you're saving every year by being in control of your own meals. There's nothing wrong with rewarding yourself with a lovely takeaway coffee or a croissant from a bakery every now and then. It can be quite exciting and something to look forward to. But if you make your own lunch, you are now choosing how to spend your money instead of thinking that you have to every day. And though I'm all for saving money, the most important thing for me is obviously how you feel after the food you have. Maybe you will be a bit more aware of what your food does to you if you make it yourself. Little tweaks you can do to improve it so it gives you the energy you need for the day or the journey. So take control, plan your food intake and feel better in your body and about your finances. I'd love to hear how you defeat your cravings when you're out in the world. What is your favourite packed lunch or snack? Share on Instagram and tag me at the From Scratch Body and use the hashtag the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. Today we are going to make hazelnut milk and I'll give you my best tip for using that leftover hazelnut pulp. 
walnut milk is super tasty, versatile, and probably my favorite dairy milk alternative. It works well in coffee, tea, porridge, and just a cold glass on its own. And after finding a new favorite way of using the leftover hazelnut pulp as well, I had to share this one with you. And if you thought it was hard making your own milk alternatives, you will be pleasantly surprised. This is so easy. Making hazelnut milk takes no time at all. Especially if you choose not to roast the nuts beforehand. I've done both versions and I love both. Raw nuts probably provide a more smooth, milky taste, whereas with the roasted nuts, you go closer to a fully nutty taste. But they're both great. To make one large bottle of hazelnut milk, you need two cups of hazelnuts, raw or roasted, skin on is totally fine, and three to four cups of cold water. You can add a little bit of sweetener if you want, this is completely up to you, but some really nice options are a tiny bit of maple syrup, like a teaspoon is plenty, honey, or one date could be really nice too, or maybe half a teaspoon, no more, of vanilla extract. But you can completely omit the sweetener as well. I've made it without and it's totally fine. Another option is to add a pinch of salt to elevate the taste, but I usually skip that. Most of my recipes don't require any equipment, but for this one, there is one thing that you need and that is a nut milk bag, a fine mesh strainer. You can find them very cheap on Amazon and I'm sure that some local shops sell them too and some independent shops. So have a look online. It shouldn't cost you more than £10 or something like that because you need to strain the milk through this bag. So that's the only equipment that you need. This is what you do. You soak the nuts for a couple of hours or longer if you have time and then rinse them gently in cold water. In a blender, you drop in the nuts. Depending on the size of your blender, you might want to do two batches because it might be a bit too much all in one go. But you drop in the nuts, the water and your sweetener of choice and you blend. You honestly just need to pulse it all if you have a proper blender for a few seconds, maybe 30 seconds tops and you're good to go. Then you transfer the milk carefully into the nut milk bag, which you have placed in a large jug or bowl that will be easy to pour into a bottle after. Slowly and patiently strain the milk through the bag until you've got as much of the liquid out as possible. Then you pour the milk you've made from the jug into a clean empty bottle and you put it in the fridge. That's it, you're all done. Be aware that the milk will separate after a while when it stands there in a fridge, but all you need to do is give it a good shake before you use it. So you will then see that in this nut milk bag that you have strained the milk through, there's quite a lot of hazelnut pulp or kind of wet hazelnut meal left over. There are tons of options for how to use that leftover pulp. You can add some in a muffin dough mix or you can mix a tiny bit in with your smoothie. Nuts make smoothies lovely, thick and flavorful. So this is a great tip. So you can just have it in a jar and use a tiny bit of it in your smoothie every day. My new favorite way to use the pulp though is to add it into my bread dough when I bake bread. Mixed in with the other flours, it doesn't overpower the taste, but it adds a beautiful nutty goodness to your bread, which makes it smell amazing when it's baking too. In fact, 
You can dry the pulp and store it as hazelnut meal, but if you're using it straight away or the next day, you can even save yourself that trouble. Most things you would use it for are wet anyway, like muffin batter, bread dough, smoothie. So simply mix it into your next recipe and enjoy the awesome taste. I'd love to see how your hazelnut milk turned out. Did you use raw or roasted nuts? What did you do with the pulp? Share your results with me and don't forget to tag me so I don't miss it. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. Also check out my Instagram at the From Scratch Body and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>